0: Welcome to AMP, the platform for age group multi-sport athletes to showcase their journeys. Welcome along to episode 53 and today's episode is brought to you by Presco Sportswear. And Preska create cycling, running and triathlon gear so if you'd like to have a look at that head over to their website which is preskasportswear.com and you'll see the most environmentally conscious sportswear that's probably available. On this episode we welcome back Rosalind Davies-Jones and Rosalind was one of our athletes who was on AMP Next Gen and at the beginning of her journey she was wanting to qualify for GB and she was aiming for a qualification race up in Northumberland doing aqua bike. and that race took place at the end of last month and so she's on today to share her story of how it went and what's happened since uh, so that's great to catch up with Roz um, it was really nice for her to be able to come and do a, a complete proper amp show uh, now she's a GB athlete. Over the last few weeks we've been um, generally training, uh, still having problems with my Achilles stroke calf so I've not been doing a lot of running and every time I do run it sort of flares up again and um, it's just really tight so just persevering with it, lots of massages. Um, We've got an ultrasound machine and I've been using that over the last week or so and stretching and rollering and yoga and the usual to try and cajole it into uh getting back to normal um so we'll be persevering with that being out on the bike quite a lot that's been good we went open water swimming and we've been doing a little bit of pool swimming but we're on a on a bit of a wind down now because we've got holidays coming up in the next uh, week. We're away sailing over in Greece so this will be the last one for a few weeks but we will be back. As it happens we've come to the end of our list of uh, age groupers that want to come on the podcast and we put out a post uh, for more guests to come on and share the stories so that's gone quite well. I've got about half a dozen that are interested so we can continue which is nice. It was great to see so many posts from the World Championships over in Romania, a couple of weekends ago, um, a few of the Amp guests were racing, and it was great to follow them. And uh, yeah, they've, they've done really, really well. I think the, the GB team as a whole did fantastically well. It was really nice to see, and the guests that were on equally did as well. Um, got a few medalists up there, a few podiums, uh, and it was just really great to see uh, the races taking place and unfolding, and the whole experience... Uh, Targo is a, a wonderful place to go and visit, uh, and it's a great race venue. I believe it was really, really hot, um, but sounds like everybody had a fantastic time. And just a just a quick note of the guys who were out there racing: um, we had episode forty-seven, David Bag; episode twenty-one, Mark Shepherd; episode thirty-six, Lisa Garthorne; episode twelve, Christina Dove. Episode 17, Karina Kaufman, and episode 28, Stuart Fisher. They were all racing. And um you can find them all on Facebook. You can find all the posts and um all the news on Instagram. Uh especially if you head over to age group underscore news. If you head over to age, underscore group, underscore news, all the details of everything is on there, uh, full roundup of races and podiums and loads of pictures, so have a look at those guys on Instagram, um, so yeah it was a fantastic achievement by everybody, well done, and I believe the next one is over in Canada, coming up episode 10's Alf Lake in the 80, I'm not sure how old he is now 82, 83 year old has um, made his way over there from, the, from um, Australia the Gold Coast Australia over to Canada and he's racing um, probably this weekend I believe and starting this week on the 22nd of June is the and starting this week on the 22nd to the 26th of June it's the World Mixed Relay and the Age Group World Sprint distance triathlon over in montreal and alf lakin who was on episode 10 it, um, has just been posting some photographs of him flying from australia to um montreal and alf if you haven't heard his story he's an australian who's in his 80s and uh, yeah so he's heading over there to race so good luck alf smash it i'm sure you will um I haven't heard of anybody else uh, from the podcast that's racing as yet. Um, so get in touch, guys, if you are racing over there and let us know. And we'll keep everybody up to date. Uh, we've been watching a little bit of uh, triathlon that was on um, in Leeds a couple of weekends ago. That was uh, quite an eventful try off and didn't go over this year and watch it live we just sat and watched it on the TV. We just sat down and watched the uh, TV coverage uh, by the BBC which was pretty good um, Not a great result for the British guys uh, both obviously Johnny and um, Johnny Brownlee and Alex ye um, had a had a crash. Uh, caused apparently by Hayden Wild, so that didn't go to plan but the ladies had a fantastic um result um, Georgia Taylor Brown coming out on top and Sophie Caldwell getting third Um, and they had the relays on as well and the British team did quite well considering they were down two men as Johnny and Alex um weren't racing but the replacement stepped up to the mark and they got a bronze so Fabulous, and the ladies and the mixed relay team finished with a silver. The ladies' race, georgie Taylor-Brown finished with a silver, and Sophie Caldwell got a bronze. So they they were two good results. Congratulations to them. Great race to watch. Uh, only beaten by Cassandra Beauground, the uh, French athlete who was absolutely flying. Um, so yeah, so that was all good. Been watching a little bit of cycling also. Um, lots lots been going on, Tour of Slovenia, Geraint Thomas just won the Tour of Switzerland, um, which was nice. And we've got a Tour of France coming up, so yeah, plenty plenty to look forward to. Oh, plus the Diamond League as well, don't forget about that. So yeah, loads of sport, it's what we like to watch. So anyway, on to the main event, and um, like I say, hope you enjoy Roz's story. And um, if you have heard the AMP uh, next gen podcast that she's been doing for us uh, you'll know a little bit about her background but if you haven't you can head over to our website and uh, catch up on those but uh, yeah so she fills us in on um, her emotions and what it all means that she's um, finally done a, a race she's finally done a qualifying race and it's uh, yeah, great story so hope you enjoy. I'll see you on the other side. So how are you?
1: All right, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, just had a, a, two busy weeks of work. So um, I'm on annual leave for a week now. So I'm, I'm very happy actually.
0: Just going just gonna to chill now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. God, okay. Yeah,
0: cuz obviously now you you're gonna do a full episode for us. So that's that's great because you are a GB athlete. <laughs> Congratulations. So I, I don't know whether you want to start from the right from the, uh, the beginning and just talk us through, I guess, because we've done the AMP Next Gen I and mean, anybody who's listened to that will know your backstory, but there'll be people who haven't. So I don't know whether you just want to put a few uh, bit of meat on the bones and, and tell us a little bit about your backstory and then t- tell us how the it built up to the qualification race and what's what's happening since and you know your feelings and emotions and all that sort of thing because it's uh yeah it's it's a, a brilliant thing that you've achieved so i'd just like to say well done really really chuffed to be part of that journey as well to be honest to watch it so
1: it depends on part of the journey really so thank you <laughs> my kind of triathlon story then i guess um yeah as i said we, we we did a little kind of brief overview didn't we in the first the first next gen one but um yeah. I did my first triathlon when I was 15. I came from a swimming background. So I swam competitively sort of nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, and uh, the, the training load kind of got too much, kind of eight, then the jump to 10 times a week. I decided at 13, that wasn't something that I wanted to give my life to. I knew I wasn't going to be an Olympian. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just kind of continued swimming throughout my teenage years started running a bit more cycled kind of as a family and uh, and my grandpa suggested that I enter a local sprint triathlon uh which I did um and there's a horrific photo of me in bright pink like shorts and, <laughs> and t-shirt and my cagoule and I'm the least aero person that you could possibly be and uh on my mountain bike I got my quickest transition actually I uh I remember my quickest transition ever was on that first triathlon in uh, T2 because I was in trainers so I just yeah. ran in put the bike and then ran out again so I didn't have yes. any ch- ch- shoe changes <laughs> like that I never managed to beat that time uh-huh. <laughs> for the tri- um, even though everything else has got quicker the transition was still still my fastest to date um, yeah and, and just kind of did a few sprint pool-based sprint triathlons in the years mm. following and then when I went to university joined the triathlon club there and that was the first time that I'd trained running. Um, cycling, I still kind of just did, you know, one, maybe two cycles a week. I wasn't okay. kind of sitting on the cycling side, but uh, trained the swimming. And, and it was the first time I'd kind of had a structured plan to the running. Um,
0: Were you and, in a club there, Ros, at the time? Were you in the university club?
1: Yeah, the university triathlon club.
0: Was that Durham?
1: Yeah, it was up, up in Durham.
0: Did you know live then?
1: um is in live French yeah she um I kind of we, we've spoken with message quite a bit but I've never actually met her in person all oh, right she, I I graduated in 2020 yeah. and it was 2020 it was during the lockdowns that she kind of yeah. made the transition from tennis to yeah. cycling so um she's friends with, with a lot of my friends. From the tri club before, and uh, and it'd be, it'd be great to meet her. Go great to, I was going to say go on a cycle with her up in the Pennines, but maybe
2: <laughs>
1: so strong now. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, so the, the tri club there was is was brilliant. And when I was in first year, there were quite a few kind of third and and final year fourth year athletes who were part of age group, and that was the first time that I heard of age group. Yeah. Um, and was kind of in awe of these athletes who just seemed to know everything and they were so fast at everything. And I was like, oh my God, can you imagine? like Having GVR on, on your, your tricep, that must be incredible. And it was very much like a pipe dream. I never thought I would get to that level, mainly because my cycling was so weak. Um, I've considered myself very much a, a swimmer runner. Um, and uh, yeah, did kind of continued with the club. It was brilliant. It was one of the, one of the highlights, if not the highlight of my university experience really. Uh, in final year, um, I was the performance squad captain. So kind of heavily involved in the club, uh, the organization and kind of um, leading, mentoring kind of to a certain extent, uh, a group of, of kind of more select group of like super committed athletes. Um, unfortunately my final year was cut short because of covid so never actually got to yeah. to do box races at the end of that um but loved the intensity of the training that i did in my final year yeah. and then during lockdown um my now husband jamie is uh, is a keen cyclist and he dragged me out on the bike a lot so basically over, over lockdown um i improved on the bike massively yeah um, and swimming pools were closed so the swimming swimming went down yeah, uh, yeah. continued running in, until i got injured but but since then really cycling is kind of the the graphs have completely uh, inverted yeah. and now cycling is definitely my strongest
0: it's amazing um, isn't it what you know how injury can put you down a different path really yeah um, and I think with you, because you've been you've been swimming from uh, such a young age, it's it's there, isn't it? You've got the technique and everything. It's it's never going to go away. You might just get a little bit slow, but that'll come back so quickly, won't it? As you as you've proved probably um, in your last race. So yeah, I think speak to a lot of people on this podcast, and because of certain injuries or life you know life uh, problems that they don't stop. They just go on a different path, like you've done. Um, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, one of the great things about triathlon is that there's three to choose from at least, so if you can't yeah. do one, there's at least one or two others that you can Exactly,
0: do. yeah. It didn't stop us in lockdown, did it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, and that was kind of what I did over over lockdown, really, um, and, and my cycling when, when we moved. So we lived just outside Loughborough, so a lot of very talented yeah. athletes around here. Strava is... Uh, really
2: <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> uh,
1: if I get a top ten, I'm over the moon. Um, but um started to, to cycle with a couple of groups around here not clubs officially but just kind of two different groups twice a week um and riding in groups has has helped me massively mm. um, pushed me and yeah just kind of over the last couple of years the last two years really I've just developed and grown so much stronger as a cyclist and then mm. uh heard of this podcast it it was actually through Liv um she shared something about the podcast when she was on it and I thought you know what that sounds cool I'll check it out and uh and that was when you were looking for somebody who was you know you're like okay are there any any age group or any any athletes who would like to qualify for age group and I had a little look on the triathlon website I I haven't I haven't properly run since November Mm. um found an aqua bike and then was like you know what, I'll just give it a go. Uh, so it was terrifying, really, because my swimming was not up to where I wanted it to be, but I knew my cycling was strong. Um, so I was like, well, there's only two sports. It's one that I've got to work hard at, the other one I've just kind of got to maintain. And, uh, yeah, her, the podcast really gave me the motivation to to train and to go for it, and um, yeah. I'm so chuffed that I did.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's – with everything that you went through as well, with, you know, the crash um, – you know what I mean, which we'll, we'll come on to and, and then work, obviously everybody's got that to to contend with and, and you, you seem to be aware quite a lot. And, you know, so it's everything that you've dealt with and gone through to get to where you've got and to achieve what you've achieved is pretty, uh, it just shows that with, with that tenacity that you've got, it's achievable, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Thank you. That's very kind. Yeah. One of the, the, the main kind of doubts that I had were, you know, I'm not part of a club, I don't have a coach, and I haven't got all the, the fancy electronic gear kind of thing. Um, I was very kindly given a Garmin uh, mm. a couple of months ago. So just to have have my speed <laughs> and yeah. uh, given a heart rate monitor strap, so to, to have my speed and to have my heart rate, that was amazing to actually mm. see what kind of what I was doing as I was riding. Um, but other than that, I don't have any kind of fancy equipment or anything like that. Um, I haven't got a clue what, what my watts are or anything like that. So it was, you know, without, without any, without anybody telling me a structured training plan, I kind of devised one myself mainly based on what I could do in terms of availability with, with work and other Mm -hmm. commitments. Um, I was like, is it going to be possible?
0: well, I guess your experience back at university, um, you know you were training a lot then, and you, you, you had a good background on that, didn't you? So you know you, you've proved that you could put your own structure together with all that knowledge that you, you gleaned from those times and those years at, at uni. So it's, it has it's amazing what you pick up, isn't it, and what you can do, and you don't think about it as you're doing it at the time, but you've just proved that that's come to fruition really.
1: Yeah. So then kind of since I think it was end of January, February time, I think that we did the first the first podcast. Yeah. Um, And yeah, just kind of followed, followed the training journey. I tried the Athletica AI. That was something that didn't work, um, mainly because of the kind of flexibility. And I didn't have all of the, Mm. I didn't have a Garmin that, that I do everything with or anything like that. Um, just it d- just didn't kind of work, um, and then I entered a, a local pool based sprint triathlon and had a bike crash the day before. So, <laughs> I, didn't do it. so I guess the, the fitness benefits of, of getting up to that that race, which was kind of like the B race. Um, the intent, my, my intention of the race was just to do a race before mm. the qualifier. Having had you know with COVID and everything like that, a lot of people like, I I haven't raced. For a couple of years, so my intention was just to okay, practice racing, you know, practice being in a race environment. Um, but that was—I uh, can laugh about it now, <laughs> just just about recovered from it. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it came came off the bike, and just the day before, uh, a chilled spin, and uh, and damaged basically the whole of my glute and uh, and side of my leg, um, which. I had three weeks off completely, two weeks mm. off because I needed to. And then I had a week away with work, which was kind of forced off. So three weeks off um, for my body to kind of recover enough, got back on the bike and actually on the bike, I've been I've been fine since. And in some ways it felt like having that full on rest, I managed to get back up to where I was immediately. And I was really yeah. surprised at that. Yeah. Um, it just goes to show,
0: doesn't it, your base fitness that's there. We all think, oh, I'm going to take a fortnight off, two weeks off, three weeks off, and I'm going to lose so much fitness, but you don't.
1: No, no. So I, I came back. It was uh, I started cycling then just after Easter. The, the crash was at the end of March, and I had three weeks off, and it was just after Easter I got back on the bike, which was a month out from the qualifier race. So I was thinking, obviously, three weeks out, out of the seven weeks before the, the qualifier race, that's going to be really bad. But, um, yeah, a bit, a bit of rest is no bad thing. I think sometimes you don't – maybe you don't, you're not fully aware of how much rest your body needs. Yeah. And it, uh, it's, it's not always a bad thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and did a bit of practice open water, um, which was something about the race that I was more worried about because uh, yeah. I've never raced open water before. Um, and manage that okay somehow in the race.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, how did that go? I mean, we're skipping ahead a bit, but how did how did that how the, did that experience go for you?
1: The race itself and the open water aspect. Um, I uh, my, my husband had, had done one open water race before. and He was like, you've got three choices: either sprint ahead to get ahead of the pack, yeah. hang back until they've all gone, or go kind of go around the edges, which obviously mm. you're going longer. Unless you want to be caught right in the middle, Um, so I went for the sprint ahead option and uh, got got to the first boy first, um, which was crazy. I was quite happy about that, but then Mm. then died the hundred meters after that. I was like, "That's it, my race is gone. I've I've given everything. I, I full on sprinted. Didn't realize quite how much I'd worked hard, and I was like, "I've just ruined my entire race. I've gone too hard. I've given everything. I've got nothing left for the rest of the race. Had a couple of hundred meters." To kind of just recover catch my breath a little bit and then just settled into a rhythm yeah. and uh, and kind of yeah just just did my own thing um yeah. was where it, did you what, come
0: out in the end
1: um i don't know in terms of the whole field i was second female out right yeah uh, i think Good. From, our, from our wave there were um, there were three waves. With the previous waves, there were some triathlons and there was an apathlon and that kind of thing. And then it was yeah. just the final wave was. So there were, I think there were 93 athletes, I think in total, uh, and that was just the standard aquabike qualifier one. Um, so I was I was pretty high up in, in that. Yeah. World. But because there were athletes from previous waves as well, they kind of all around. But yeah, there was there was one uh, one girl who had an awesome swim, um, ahead of me. Yeah the, yeah the conditions were lovely like the, it was windy uh so the bike was kind of headwind one way tailwind the other super strong but yeah. uh, but the swim with it being sheltered by some trees the the, the lake was really calm and it was beautiful actually mm. <laughs> as, as a first uh, a first open water experience i think i had it had it quite lucky
0: good yeah great yeah so leading up to the race then what um what did you get up to
1: um I my my kind of specific race preparations were um I did the open water I did a few open water swims and then the week before did a an open water I did a kind of race simulation really yeah. at a local open water venue and got straight out onto the bike and then did uh, the the 40k effort um and that was really good that was really good to just mm. have it in my head okay I know I can do this I know what I can push I know what I can do on the bike having done a swim previously um and, and because I hadn't had the race to have that practice of transition was really helpful as well yeah. um and uh you know other, other than that it was just kind of did did what I could you know did some some efforts I did a bit of a tape a week and, mm. and kind of chilled um nothing I didn't overthink it really no. um like you know what I, I'm, I'm feeling okay today so I'll go I'll go hard on this one and and you know maybe I'll do a hard ride on this day and then I'll have several easier days with maybe a spin two days out or something like that yeah. and uh, I think I think after after the previous uh race disaster I thought like, if I can get to the start line of
0: this one <laughs> 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 mm, yeah that's always the that's always the aim isn't it get to the start <laughs> line and then whatever happens happens doesn't it
1: exactly
0: yeah, yeah. so you've yeah. chatted about the the swim swim went well um transition
1: uh first transition was good i was quite pleased with that um i'd i <laughs> got a race photo of the uh, of me where my my wetsuit is over both hands and i'm trying to get it out and i've realized that both hands are uh, jammed, and I was like, I had a bit of a panic, thinking, "Oh my goodness me, it's taking me forever," and I just couldn't get either hands out. Um, but no, I think in in general, a transition always seems to go a lot slower than it does in real time. I think because you've got so much to do. But first transition was fine, um, and then yeah, out on the bike. Second transition uh, because it was an aqua bike, we came into second transition, racked the bike, and then we just had about ten meter run to cross the yeah. finish line. Just so that the chip went. Uh, second transition, ironically, was one that I hadn't practiced, and um, face planted the gravel. <laughs> it came off.
0: It came were you off. clipped in?
1: Uh, yeah, I was clipped in. I'd got my uh, taking my feet out, my shoes. Um, that was one thing I, I did buy a pair of trans, uh, triathlon shoes actually um, a few weeks out, of so beginning of May. Um, my shoes I'd, I'd had for like ten years, and they were they were cycling shoes and um, so I thought for the sake of transition I, I really need to get something I needed some new shoes anyway because they're falling apart and um, so it's a nice excuse but uh, <laughs> always <laughs> always nice to get the UK and um, and and that that was that was kind of the biggest investment really that I made and that was so worth it because I I didn't realize quite how much of a difference actually on specific shoes would make to just be the ease of getting them on and getting them off yeah. so uh, I I was cycling into into T2. Uh, it was a, a slight downhill and I'd got my, my feet out on top of my shoes ready to dismount um, and I just didn't slow down enough. I got a little bit too enthusiastic and I didn't brake enough so then when I jumped off, my legs couldn't keep up with the speed that the bike was going and it was a little bit gravelly and I just went... <laughs>
0: well, at least you didn't go over the handlebars then. That's a, no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a bonus.
1: I completely landed on, on my knees and my toes so yeah. I was uh, a bit scraped up but
0: but the yeah. bike was all right and I'm all right. Oh, that's cool. I saw, well, I've just seen this morning, actually. I didn't see the picture that you'd put up, uh, the post that you'd put up of you being in your wetsuit. And then when you're on the podium with your knees off script, <laughs> yeah. And there was one comment, somebody said, oh, your knees.
2: Yes. Uh, but
0: yeah, but no, <laughs> it's, it's good that you're okay and you could, you know, carry on and you didn't have far to, f- to go for the finish line. So no, that was a bonus. Ran and in then, and like, then it was a win, wasn't it? It was first place.
1: Yeah, it was. And that really surprised me. Um I was aiming to qualify. I I could see on the on the bike, um, there was only the, the one girl who'd come out that swim ahead of me. I think it might have been two, but I, I think it was just the one. Um and when I overtook her, I was thinking, I don't think there's any other ladies ahead of me. And but more I was more kind of looking, you know, people who are about my age thinking I yeah. don't think yeah. Um and yeah, I I I was like if I could, if I qualify in the age group, then amazing, that's my goal. If I win the age group, then that would just be completely mind-blowing. Um, but to come first lady, I was absolutely <laughs> over the moon. I mean, the, the girl who was was second, she was also in my age group. Um, she wasn't far behind. I think she was about, about 30 seconds or so in total, but that was a kind of just a couple of seconds here. You know couple of seconds slower on the swim couple of seconds slower on the bike couple of seconds slower in transition like it was very marginal yeah. um so it was close but uh yeah over the moon over the moon yeah. to uh <laughs> to get this lady on that
0: no, it's so good so good so now do you believe yeah that's <laughs> not <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt. There's no doubt whatsoever, because even when you'd um, you done it, you'd got Q1, first woman overall in the race. You were still asking the questions, weren't you? Have I qualified?
2: Yeah, and I've just I...
0: had a look on the British Tri website today. And yeah, there it is. Q1, Northumberland, Rosalind. There she is. She's done yeah, it.
1: Confirmation. Didn't want to believe it until I got the confirmation email, which came a couple of weeks later. So every I was refreshing the British Triathlon page because they have got they put the queue on up yeah. for, for a few hours one of the days, and then it took it down. I was like, "Oh my goodness!"
0: <laughs> Messing with your head—that's what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've
1: got that confirmation email. It's uh, yeah,
0: fabulous. It's just- so it's Ponte- Pontevedra, is that right?
1: Ponte- in Spain, yeah. Oh, Pontevedra,
0: right, whatever you want to, however you want to pronounce it. So- yeah. Excellent. Do we know when that is? What term?
1: Um... No, I, I mean, I haven't checked the British Triathlon no. website that recently, sort of in the last yeah. week or two. Um, but as far as I was aware, it's when they sent the email, it just said dates to be confirmed. Be
0: confirmed. Yeah, that's normal. That's normal. So they'll probably yeah. want to get this year out of the way first and then. Yeah,
1: because yeah, there's still a, I think there were three qualifier races, weren't there? There was the one that was last weekend. Yeah. I went in Northumberland, and I think I think there's one in September as well.
0: Yeah, they're usually back end of the year. Yeah. So, um, brilliant, great achievement. That's ticked off. What would you have done differently over the whole process? I mean, you're allowed to say nothing because you qualified and you did. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're well within your rights to say that.
1: Um. I think I did all of the key things that I needed to. Yeah.
2: Um
1: I think I, I could have done probably more harder swims and more kind of harder efforts on the bike. Um I did what I needed to. Um but the from a swim point of view, I was um I was focusing on just getting my arm strength up and, and pull because, um, although I come from a swimming background, when I raced, I was very much like leg dominant and my, my I didn't have much upper body strength at all, mm. which doesn't translate well to open water. Mm. And obviously doing a triathlon because you need to save your legs for later on. So um, I really was, I, I just did a lot of kind of base endurance pull sets. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think, doing some more harder efforts kind of for, to simulate that, uh, the race of like going out really hard and then settling into a rhythm, um, you know, doing some like fifties, hundreds fast and then doing longer efforts after that with little rest. I think that's kind of, um, kind of I guess, more, more race simulation. Yeah. Um, also setting that, I know that would be, that'd be good. Um, I, I find it hard to motivate myself to to push myself to the limit when I'm swimming without a coach. I'm so used to having uh, trained. Oh
0: sure, yeah, yeah.
1: Someone's screaming at me, stop breathing, stop breathing. But um, yeah, and then uh, and then cycling. Um, I think I just need to get used to kind of putting myself into the red a bit more.
2: Um,
1: mm. But but mostly, I think it was okay. Um, I think in some ways in some ways having the crash helps me to be more relaxed on race day and I've, I've over the years I'm always I always perform better when I don't have any expectations when I'm really relaxed mm. and in some ways actually having had the crash it was like well you know what you've had three weeks off training just do what you can just go out there just enjoy the race um rather than being like right okay you've had a, a fantastic block of training now you need to nail it with the race um how how I then translate that into you know the the qualify race or whatever whether I just kind of try and tell myself the attitude of look you're here just enjoy it I think yeah when when my attitude is relax and enjoy it and just do your best that's when I definitely do my best
0: yeah I think that come across in all the uh the the audio diaries that you'd put you put out it was always that you're just going to stay chilled relax enjoy it you know and that's if you can do that that's you know that's amazing because that's 90 is mental isn't it that if you've got that mindset then you, you you're going to perform to your best yeah. really i think
1: i guess there's a there's the flip side of that which is you know i'm not i haven't i haven't been um kind of strict with nutrition i haven't really been doing s and c i've I've got physio exercises that i'm doing but i don't do i haven't been you know doing core work or you know strength and conditioning and that kind of thing um so i suppose my more relaxed attitude in those areas actually there you know the marginal gains and all that kind of thing yeah that that would make a difference to my performance i'm sure so
0: but again it's fitting it all in isn't it
1: yeah it's fitting it in for one thing and then also balancing you know if you if i'm kind of if that causes stress, then actually, would the, is the level of stress going to counteract yeah. the benefits of being relaxed? But so, yeah, I, I probably should eat a little bit less pizza and do a little bit
0: more. <laughs> Drink a le- little <laughs> less wine. Oh yeah. no! It's your, oh no! It's your job.
2: <laughs> what an
0: excuse! <laughs>
2: when your job is drinking wine,
1: it's quite hard to cut out the alcohol.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What an excuse!
1: Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do I do try not to do try not to drink too much it's yeah generally don't don't really drink at home because I'm going to be drinking alcohol it's it's in the work environment it's a
0: busman's holiday then isn't it brilliant that's really cool Um, so I think we'll just move on to the quick fire questions now then because I think that's a, a really good a background of what you've what you've been through and obviously people can go back and listen to the uh, next gen podcasts and relive it with you if they haven't heard that already because that was i think that's a, a and you're the only you're the only one actually who completed um that because the other guys had problems and issues so um so it was really nice to at least get one of the three to the to the finish line and 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 do <laughs> the business so um so, yeah, so some quick-fire questions then. Um, what's your favourite bit of kit?
1: I've got to say my bike.
0: Yeah, everybody says the bike.
1: I, I do love my tri-suit. My tri-suit is one that I've had since uh, since I finished my GCSEs. It was a present from my parents, and uh, it, was, it was a really lovely one. Um, And unbelievably, I can still fit into it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, No, my my bike was, I'd saved up for years for it. It was by far the most expensive thing I've ever bought. And it just brings me so much joy. I love it.
0: (laughs) Cool, cool. Um, I know you weren't, you're not coached, but what resources have you you used over these last few months to get to, you know, it could be listening to podcasts. It could be books. It could be uh, YouTube videos. What have you used or what do you tend to use?
1: Um, I mean, I listen to to the podcast from a motivation point of view and inspiring stories. Listening to to what other athletes have done, that's definitely up there. Um, GCN in uh, in kind of particularly earlier in in the year, in the winter, GCN mm. videos. Um, I don't have Zwift, so I use the GCN training sure. stuff. Kind of yeah, that's what i
0: used before i i got onto zwift it was yeah. it was invaluable actually i just had a bog standard turbo it wasn't linked in wasn't and then yeah. just went on there and, and used there and it was brilliant so for anybody yeah. who hasn't got all the, the new fan, fandangle kit that we've got these days with zwift that's the yeah. place to go gcm
1: yeah that's what that's what i do and then um as simple as it, it sounds strava because we live in an area where there are so many high level athletes particularly you know women we've got you know, i've got sophie coldwell who olivia Mathias, and, yeah. and all that. They, they ride the same roads got like frankie hall and and all of the loughborough lightning people around here so just kind of looking at what they do yeah. and aiming to get somewhere yeah, yeah. slightly close that's
0: yeah, yeah. that's absolutely- a great resource i've never had that answer before that's really that's really cool and then i guess finally um what are your short and your long-term goals
1: Short term gold really, I suppose, is is the next if I'm looking at the next year, I want to do really well. I want to do I want to make the most of this next year. Having qualified, I want to make the most of of the opportunity and yeah. do well. I mean, I have no idea whether I am bread, like good enough to podium at the world. Like world is very different to just like yeah. a little race gumlin, even. So um yeah, just do the best I can and and be satisfied with that performance. Um long term, um, if my running lets me, it would be good to try and try the triathlon side of things, um, obviously kind of injury is, is preventing that at the moment, but um, I'd love to do some longer distance stuff, 70.3s um, and and maybe Ironmans, um, but but I love half-marathon running distance, so to do 70.3s that would be really cool. And yeah, and I think, I think perhaps trying and qualify in, in different races in age group. You know, if I could, if I could try with not just the Aquabike, but if I could try more triathlon things and, and see if I could go for age group. I feel like age group triathlon is harder than Aquabike, really, just because there's so many more people that do it. Aquabike is still very, uh,
0: mm. very frequent. Yeah, but yeah. you shouldn't undersell that because it's still an achievement in itself. Um, so people just always tend to see triathlon as the be all and end all and it's it's not really that's why we love multi-sport because it's not everybody can run not everybody can bike and not everybody can swim so it's just it's access for all isn't it which is and then to be able to do that for your country as well is just just great so yeah but yeah you, well you've got plenty of you've got plenty of years ahead um and uh, i'm sure you'll smash it because you've got that i think you've got a great attitude and it's been lovely to follow your your progression and just see you achieve achieve your goals it's just really really nice so
1: thank you very much thank you for for the opportunity and the motivation to get I mean, me there in the first place so yeah without without the podcast I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have gone for it so yeah, really that's
0: great, great. Yeah. that's great really really pleased about that so yeah it's been like I said, it's been really nice to to meet you and um, yeah just keep listening Bye. to the podcast <laughs> we need all the help we can get keep keep promoting it for us because that's great as well uh I noticed your little note in your um your Instagram post which is much appreciated so thank you ever so much for your time this morning Lovely and, to see uh, you. yeah we'll uh, we'll see you soon great thank you thanks cheers bye Bye-bye. bye well that was great to catch up with ros and uh hear how she fared and how she's uh, got on since and all the emotions in between so it was really nice to have a chat again And really nice to get her on a full episode of the podcast uh, because she's earned it. Um, Yeah, we'll be following her with interest over the years coming. I'm sure she's going to smash it, whatever she does. She's got that steely determination and love of the sport. So good luck with everything. And um, yeah, we'll be keeping an eye out. Uh, And like I said earlier, we are on the lookout for new guests. And I would imagine at some point we'll be doing another AMP Next Gen. Um, Try and get some newbies who want to try and qualify for age group. Follow their journeys again and see what happens. I thought it was quite quite a good format. So we will definitely be doing that again. And if you want to come on uh, the podcast, share your story, um, just get in touch. Uh, Or if you know anybody who's got a great story and um, think it would be... And think it would make a great podcast just um, tell them to get in touch and they can do that by sending us an email at agegroupmultisportpodcast.gmail.com uh, We're on Instagram at amp underscore 1967 so if you're on there just drop us a DM um, We're also on Facebook at ampgb We're on Twitter at agegroupmultisportpodcast and we have our own YouTube uh, channel which is ampgb and all the previous podcasts you can find on your favourite uh, podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, they're all on there. Um, alternatively, you can go to our website, which is Com, and again, you'll find them all on there as well. Um, so yeah, if you've got any questions or whatever, just send us some sort of message Um, It would be great if you could like our pages, whichever format that you follow on, um, subscribe uh, because that does really help to get us out to more like-minded people um, and much appreciated. Give us a rating, give us a comment, whatever, get in touch. And that's it for a a few weeks as we get off on holiday. Uh, Have a break and uh, we shall see you when we come back and hopefully we'll have another guest on. And we can continue this this journey and this process because we really do enjoy doing it. So uh, thank you for listening once again. Just hope you have a good few weeks. And all those racing over in the world champs in um, Canada, uh, hope you smash it and uh, have a great time. So, And don't forget, stay safe, keep training and love the process.